You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 12th of November, 2015. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, we got a good one today. We have a really interesting show. Coming up later in the show, we have Greg Gallant, CEO and co-founder of the Shorty Awards. That's going to be uh, that's going to be very, way cool. Uh, that definitely is. But before we get there, as always, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's, it's autumn, so stuff is happening in the tech world off way too fast. Dave, we got like we got more stories than we got time to talk about. Where do you want to start today? Um, you know what? You had just sent me a, a, a few good ones. Um, so you know what? I, I'm going to jump. I, I'm going to jump to rich snippets or um, structured snippets first. Oh, for sure. Um, just to, just to get in there because it's important for all of our listeners. Anybody who's doing some AdWords right now, if you haven't heard yet, um, Google's adding a couple structured snippets. Um, they're specific for the holiday season. So there's one for Black Friday that will only run from the 20th of November to the 27th. Um, and one for Cyber Monday that can run from the 20th uh, to through to the 30th of November. If you're running them simultaneously, it's going to run the Black Friday one exclusively until the 27th, starting on the 28th. Um, it'll switch over. Um, but essentially what this does is it's going to add some it's, it's headers um, into your ads. Um, basically, you can create something to go 20% off for Cyber Monday, basically um, holiday-specific um, ad extensions. Um, so to me, get in there. Um, you know, this is, this is 
first off, this is the first time I've seen them do this. So get in there and test because, hey, this is a new thing and you know they're going to do it again. Um, secondly, they're also uh, just a couple days ago had announced some marketing through SMX that they're launching right now. They actually have one for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, I highly recommend go over onto the, the Google AdWords um, Google Plus page, they're giving some numbers there where you can test it. So basically, they'll be um, sending you or texting you some deals. Don't worry about the deals. I mean, if you're interested in them, great. Uh, but I have a hunch we're going to be seeing uh, down the road a link up of these two things. So we're going to be seeing you able to specify in your AdWords interface, hey, this is my Black Friday um, deal. Here's what we're doing um, tied into this SMS system um, where they're going to be pushing out deals. I have a hunch on this round, um, the SMS deals are going to be with their known trusted providers. They, they've created arrangements with at this point, but uh, I have a hunch as we move forward, we're going to see a tie of these two things together and probably a few more ways. So you get know how there. I know you're right, That's Dave? Just, how's that, Jim? Oh, besides the fact that it makes perfect sense. How's that? Look how easy Google has made uh, creating structured data, you know, snippets for AdWords advertisers. So easy. I mean, like, put on your SEO hat and it's not as easy in, in, in the organic world. Right. But here it's, I mean, you're, 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 you're setting stuff in your account. <laughs> it's remarkably easy. And why would Google have invested this time if they didn't expect to you know, expand the information you're able to provide through AdWords in the future? Well, exactly, exactly. It does also look like on the SMS side, it looks like they're investigating um, an expansion of it to allow an individual advertiser to create a list where they're sending SMS messages to people who have subscribed to be interested in it, all managed by mm -hmm. Google, so you can subscribe, unsubscribe. Um, so it's, it's definitely a really, really neat thing they've got coming up into the AdWords sphere. Um, and they're they're definitely tying things together. So I'm excited by this. In case you can couldn't tell, uh, so, I'm excited by this. Big news. Get in there, test it out. You know how uh, at the uh, the the intro to our show says that we're going to take people into the deepest and darkest regions of the ecosystem of that we call the internet. Yep. Why are they doing this? I mean, like like let's put our thinking hats on. What does this point to? Um, to me, it points to a bit of brilliance. Um, on their part. And, and by this, I mean, what we're seeing is, and, and we saw this last year, their revenue is going up at a time when their market share has actually gone down a bit. Like they're actually managing to monetize better. Um, now, you can, you can talk about the pros and cons of some of the ways they're doing it and, and what that's doing to the organic results. But from a business standpoint, what they're doing is actually quite bright from that one context, right? We won't talk about market share and what they should be doing there, but just from the AdWords side of things. Um, so to give advertisers more and more and more opportunities to advertise in more and more and more different ways, and specifically to do these in ways that are actually providing a better user experience of the person being advertised to, so giving the advertiser the ability to really specify some things to give the searcher and the user the ability to understand before they even click what's going on. Well, um, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. This is, um, in, in my mind, and this is something I think that all online marketers got to be thinking about. This is about expanding the paid area on the first page you would see on your mobile device. Right, right. Um, Google over the last couple of months has been uh, messing around with how it presents search results on mobile devices. 
And the most recent SERPs, and this is noted in a uh, article over at Search Engine Land published uh, earlier today, Google's efforts to monetize mobile payoff, but sites see a huge hit or see a hit to organic visits. Google's expanded the area that shows and and expanded the, the information that is shown to paid results when a search is conducted on a mobile mobile device. Yeah, pushing the uh, organic down much further. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to suggest that Google's trying to. Um, you know, put the put the bricks to organic. Although you know they 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 do the, the money off paid. Um, I am suggesting Google is trying to optimize the experience of the user, not necessarily optimize user experience, but optimize the experience of the user when they when they perform a, a mobile search. And to me, this looks like. Um, Google's making it so much easier to add structured data, rich snippets, to paid ads. At the same time, promoting um, basically a text messaging service where you know you, you the retailer can inform your subscribers or your followers about specials or, or you know great offers that you have coming up. Put the two of these together, and then think about the way they're reconstituting mobile SERPs. And this is a total mobile play. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great call. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of what they're doing, we're all seeing it, a lot of what they're doing is is targeting mobile. Um, and then you add to this capability that they have, I'm sure you've seen it, I've seen it too, um, that they understand this is mobile, right? Like when we're talking about phones, this is mobile. Um, and they understand not just what this advertiser is doing uh, and that you've subscribed to things. They also understand exactly where you are in space and time. Right? <laughs> they know where you are and when you are there. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of great stuff that I, I have a hunch we're uh, we're going to be seeing come from them. So, some things that are going to cause us some concerns and, and privacy, you know, scratching our head on them. Don't don't think I think all this is great, uh, but from an ad standpoint and a marketing standpoint, oh, I, I think the future is exciting. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, the future is starting to – how to say this? Um, The future is starting to show itself. Uh, That sounds so corny, but um, Google's giving a great indicator of where where it thinks users will be going, especially leading leading up to the the holiday re-slash-e-tail season. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I, I want to call it the holiday retail season, but that just doesn't feel right anymore. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious. It doesn't – because we know that like what, 42, 43% of all purchases made in 2015 in the, in the um, lead up to the holiday or in the holiday season, it's going to be, it's going to be online. Yeah. So can you really call this the retail season anymore? Yeah, I guess it's more an e-tail season now. But if you're a retailer, you're still stuck to your lease. You still got that like inventory. Uh, you still got to pay your staff. You got to decorate your store, and you got to pay your own mortgage. Take advantage of this stuff now, friends. Like, um, how to say this? Over the years, retailers have had time to make the transition to the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Google is also signaling that making this transition a priority for merchants 
It's the merchandising season. That's what we'll call it. Making it a uh, priority for merchants is, uh, I, I, I think that's one of Google's goals. Um, and or <laughs> Merchants ought to make uh, e-tailing a priority for themselves now. And I think Google is driving them towards it because that is where the uh, future of selling stuff is going. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and you know what? Speaking of the future, something I, uh, near and dear to my heart, so I got to talk about this just a little bit. Um, okay. Let our listeners know, or our listeners anyway, who are wondering, hey, what do I get that person who has everything this holiday season? We'll get them something that doesn't exist yet, but will. I don't know. You've probably heard me talk about Oculus a thousand Oh, yeah. Um, well, Oculus, if you have one of the, the compatible devices, they have just um, announced, uh, this is just, uh, what, yesterday, day before. Um, anyways, Oculus has announced a new product. Um, in this case, it's coming in at 99 bucks um, for it. It includes two, basically the, the visor, uh, two thumbsticks that look, from, from their design, pretty cool, um, that they, you know, one in each hand, they're, they're three-dimensional, like you can control, you know, turn a doorknob or, or whatever, it includes thumbsticks, buttons on these things. Also includes an Xbox One controller. So, you know, that's that's a pretty good deal. In, in case you lost the, your last one under the sofa? <laughs> well, indeed, or if you're launching a new, you know, I mean, if you, you know, needed to, you know, didn't have one or, or whatnot, but I like that because it, it's also meaning that you're going to be able to get uh, more traditional game developers. So the things we've all been used yep. to playing, whatever, Call of Duty or whatnot. And the reason that, that they're able to keep the price down is that it's being built on the Samsung Galaxy uh, phone device, right? So you're actually using the phone as the display and this thing just sort of clips in. So it's how they're keeping the cost down. Anyway, really, really cool oh my um, God. launch on their part. Really good idea um, to, to sort of keep the costs down like that, make it a $100, uh, you know, sort of holiday item that, that people can purchase. Um, so that part, I think, is really, really neat. It'll be uh, shipping out on the 20th. You can get it on Amazon, Best Buy, right from Samsung. Um, and it'll be <laughs> shipping on the 20th, so to get it there in time for the holidays. But what I found kind of neat is that you could tell, you could just sort of watch Google kind of trying to jab at them. Because three days before, every New York Times subscriber who had the, the actual paper delivered to their house um, had a new Google Cardboard delivered to them for free. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's like their version of 3D um, or, or virtual reality rather. And you, yeah, you just put a phone into this thing and you can sort of tour the web. You can tour, you know, Google Earth, whatever. Um, it is really, really neat. But the device costs like 17 bucks if you wanted to build or you wanted to buy one. And they actually provide instructions on their site on here's how you build one with like stuff you have in your garage probably. Uh, but for them to send it out just days ahead of Oculus going, here's our new virtual reality device at $100. For them to be going, here, here's a free one. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. I think this is like kind of fabulous and um, kind of underwhelming at the same time. Like The idea of a... Uh, Oculus Rift is sort of like a visor, a um, like goggles you could wear, except it, it puts you into a virtual environment. Um, yep. As far as you're concerned, everything in front of you uh, is, you know, what you see is what is real, but what you're seeing is the virtual world. But as you said, Dave, it only runs off of a off a Samsung Galaxy. It runs off of a mobile a mobile device. Right. You can't play Battlefield or Quake <laughs> or Call of Duty or anything over a Samsung, but you can play. Um, I don't know, those bejeweled games. Um, what's that one that's currently popular? Um, oh, um, Hearthstone? 
Well, there's a few oh, of them. Damn, if I uh, <laughs> Ingress. Um, yeah, I mean, you're 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 100 percent right. Trash. There. There's, That's okay. Trash. So um, about, the, uh, you don't ride the subway, Dave. You don't get it. I ride the subway, and I have to see people playing Candy Crush. You get people <laughs> like all put crushed in like sardines trying to play Candy Crush. With Oculus Rift, these people are going to be like seriously scary and annoying. They're going to be like ducking and jumping up and down and trying to force the kid <laughs> into the right lane and stuff. Subway rides are going to suck, man. Uh, well, I, I, I'm sorry for you and your subway uh, experience, but it, it is going to be interesting. You're right. There are some limitations to it right now. This is really the, the first uh, commercial generation of, of the Oculus. Um, Rift, I mean, there there have been other ones, but this is like really we're seeing their their big push into an affordable um, version meant for the everyday person. Uh, Blake, you, I'm looking forward, I think, more to the third and fourth generations of this when we're oh, getting. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for subway rides then. <laughs> well, you hook that up with Google glasses and, uh, and and be done with it, right? Um, so yeah, very very interesting. Uh, you know, a, a neat little gift for the for the person who has everything. Well, uh, or, this is like future tech. This is uh, the future tech today. I mean, honestly, you are. It is way cool. I don't mean to. Ma- I, I do mean to make fun of it, but I shouldn't. It's a uh, a serious um, leap forward in the technology of you know of how we relate to the web and digital space um, that I, I, I think we envisioned at the beginning of our careers, just like you know, fifteen or so years ago. Eh? Yeah, yeah, we're actually starting to get there, which is is really really neat. Um, I think for all of us. And you know what? Speaking of stuff that's kind of neat to see come, I don't know how you feel about this. AI. Uh, I mean, you know, you got people like Stephen Hawking going, you know how we'll like flood an anthill. Uh, we don't want to be the ants and AI may make <laughs> is, is basically the warning he has. Um, but Google, um, I, I know you know, um, on, the, uh, on November 9th had announced that they're giving out um, sort of the, the backbone. Um, of their AI, which is called TensorFlow, um, of their AI engine, and they're now making it open source as part of Apache 2.0. Um, at least I'm pretty sure. So anyway, um, what uh, I don't know, I, I find that a little frightening. I think it's a good call on their part because now they're getting a, a world of developers all improving on their AI, and they're getting to see it in real world environments. But uh, you know, it's 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 can certainly uh, raise raise alarm. You know what's hurting your brain, Dave? What's that? I, I, I think, at any rate, um, it's, it's not fears of the robot takeover. It's the hyper-acceleration of Moore's law as it meets the laws of big numbers. Um, I mean, yeah. think about it. You've, we, we've, Google allowing uh, open source access to what's essentially its positronic brain um, yeah. will create, it foster, enable, however you want to phrase it, Absurd leaps of innovation. Um, remember, you remember how the genome got sequenced, say, a decade ago because yep. of uh, computational power? Yep. And that computational power hadn't been possible just like five years previously? Right. We're – this is one of those moments except it's the you know sequencing of DNA at hyperdrive. That's what uh, – the, again, the, the the open sourcing of Google's AI capacities will mean to researchers, to uh, tech developers, to, um, to hell, to uh, weather forecasters, any application you can think of. Um, think of uh, uh, of of how, say, Amazon um, Amazon Prime ships stuff all around and 
has these big warehouse centers and it has to make its robots work. And the robots have to know exactly where the box is so its robotic arm can pick up the box and put it in the right container. Yep. This enables that. It's a staggeringly... It's the moment where staggering leaps forward can be made. Well, on indeed. so many levels. Indeed. And I mean, this is going to give them that capacity. I mean, we, we've seen like, even even last week we were talking about emails and, you know, the ability to like choose from three and, and Google setting up environments to teach their AI what to do. Um, now, basically, this is going out one step further and allow other developers and other applications of their AI, um, you know, to be developed. Uh, which in turn is going to give them the feedback of, okay, in different environments, what happens, right? Like Google, you can only think of what you can think. Um, now they're putting it in the hands of a, of a much, much larger grouping of individuals and scientists and developers um, who can now test it in different environments, only limited by their own imaginations. Um, and, and Google, of course, is, is going to be learning a, a lot about real-world um, different types of, of engagements and, and what happens with their AI and how can they improve it in, in a, a much with a much wider data set than they uh, than they currently have access to. It's going to be very very interesting. Yeah, you know, I have a hundred thousand more things to say about this, and I can I can I can guarantee, Dave, a lot of our shows in the future are going to be about exactly this. Um, but we got to take a break. Coming up, we have Greg Gallant, the CEO and co-founder of the Shorty Awards. The Shorty Awards are basically the awards for everything social media. And uh, they're accepting nominations now. That's why we have Greg coming on. Before Greg can get here, we got to do these. We got to uh, you know, play some advertisements. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger of Digital East Media. It's the 12th of November, 2015. You listen to Webcology. Stick around. We got Greg Gallant from the Shorties coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Save the date and join us for the 32nd Annual Miami Book Fair presented and produced by the Center for Writing and Literature at Miami-Dade College, November 15th through the 22nd in downtown Miami, Florida. Connect one-on-one with some of the biggest and brightest best-selling authors and luminaries, including Jane Smiley, Tom Brokaw, Eric Bogosian, Mitch Album, Ben Mesrich, Alan Dershowitz, Natalie Dupree, and so many more. 
book lovers will enjoy eight days of exceptional cultural and educational activities. Plus, enjoy visiting more than 200 exhibitors from around the country. Kitchen demonstrations and panels from Miami-Dade College's Miami Culinary Institute. Live music and so much more. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com and follow Miami Book Fair on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to use the hashtag MiamiReads. Save the date, November 15th to the 22nd. It's the 32nd annual Miami Book Fair 2015. Don't just read about it. Be there. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome back to Web College. You're on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 12th of November, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And on the phone from New York City, we have Greg Gallant, the CEO and co-founder of Sawhorse Media. Sawhorse Media is the company that puts on the Shorty Awards. The Shorty Awards honor the best of social media, recognizing the people and organizations producing content on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Instagram, Vine, and the rest of the social web. Every April, they have an awards ceremony. It takes place in New York City. It's live streamed to a global audience. And check out some of the previous uh, previous uh, winners or, or attendees of the Shorty Awards. Ricky Gervais, George Takai, Jimmy Kimmel, Jerry Seinfeld, um, Amanda Palmer, Rachel, Rachel Maddow, William Shat- the great William Shatner, <laughs> uh, Matt Walsh, Samantha Bee, and the list goes on and on and on. Last year, Dave, uh, your friend and mine, uh, last year they had Bill Nye as a presenter and as a winner. Webcology is happy to have the CEO of the company that puts on the Shorty Awards, Greg Gallant. Greg, welcome to Webcology. Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. So this is going to be the eighth annual Shorty Awards. Um, It's coming up in in April again in, in New York. And you're accepting nominations now, right? That's right. Actually, today is the early entry deadline. Anyone can just go to shortyawards.com to enter. And then uh, after that, there'll be more opportunities, too. Um, What types of entries are the shorties looking for? What are you trying to honor? We honor... 
Yeah, we honor the best in social media. And of course, um, it's evolved a lot over the years and we keep changing to keep up with it. But basically, who's doing the best stuff? Who's creating the best content, the most innovative campaigns on any or every social platform, Twitter, Facebook, Foursquare, Periscope, Tumblr, Vine, uh, Snapchat. It seems like there's a new one uh, every month. And we both have a section of the competition for brands, agencies, organizations that are doing great work where they're putting out, uh, let's say, an ad campaign or running a new kind of way to interact with their customers over social media. They have a whole other section of it that honor celebrities, influencers, people who are just kind of on social media themselves, creating great content to connect with an audience. Webmaster Radio has covered the Shorty Awards. I think we were at the the sixth and the seventh uh, Shorty Awards. Um, when you did your first, did you actually did you did you honestly expect it to become an annual event, or was it sort of like a tongue in cheek promotion? You know, when we started it, we had no idea where it would go. The, the way that it got started, actually, was we were on Twitter really early on. I mean, I signed up for Twitter so early I got my first name on it. At Gregory, no one had thought to uh, just register that name yet. And we saw there was no way to know who was doing good content by topic. So if I'm interested in news or sports or politics, who should I follow? So that led us to create a system that would uh, kind of crowdsource who you should follow under the guise of an award. So we thought we could kind of crowdsource uh, and get people to tell us who they thought was interesting by having them tweet out, uh, I nominate at so-and-so for a shorty award in hashtag uh, whatever the category was. And we pull that in and make a real-time leaderboard. And so we built this system. We built it in two weekends. When we built the whole thing, we had no plans to actually do an event or to do a ceremony. We slapped it together. Uh, but after we launched it, within 24 hours, it became the top trending term on Twitter, which just blew us away. It was super viral. It was right when Twitter was starting to grow. So it's like late 08, Twitter is still tiny, but it got, it kind of captured it at that moment and for us we were a top trending term for almost two months we beat out Christmas as a trending topic uh, for a large part of December 20, 2008 and well, then we, uh, we had the sorry? Don't tell Starbucks Oh yeah, that's, that's right Yeah, there, there are allies in the war against Christmas but uh, <laughs> with, with that we, we, we saw that there'd be all this demand to come so he dropped everything and organized the first ceremony in exactly two months from a website with no sponsors venue, host, etc. to actually putting on a show yeah but, but this is, this is um, I, I was thinking as you were talking that maybe you came along at just the right time it was a perfect sweet spot I remember I've, I've been working in internet services for almost 20 years now. And I remember in the early days, everybody had an award bug on their site. Um, you know, best site as selected by chefs in Victoria, British Columbia. Um, <laughs> people just made up stuff. But you came along and actually you just made up something, the shorties. You, um, But there was a emerging media platform, Twitter to uh, promote it on, and now you have judges like Steve Wozniak, Jamie Oliver, uh, 
Alyssa Miliano, um, Ariana Huffington, Jimmy Wales. Um, this, you, there has to be more to this. There has to be a secret sauce, something that you guys did that made this last two, three, four, now up to eight years. The only thing that made it last all this time and, and kept it going and growing was this willingness to change it and keep evolving it. Okay, well, I how think you, it, you see you it with anything on. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, there are a bunch of different ways that we, we kept kind of evolving it. And you have to remember, like, how different the social web is now than when we started. I mean, when we started, Facebook was really just a platform you connected with friends on. Tumblr was tiny. Of course, Snapchat and Instagram didn't even exist yet, uh, all, all of which are, you know, some of our biggest areas now. So the, the kind of key ways that we changed and evolved it was, one, of course, changing up the categories and incorporating all these new social networks that grew up after that. And we, we're, we're in kind of this unique position where we know every time we do the Shorty Wars and we start planning we have to assume there'll be some social network that doesn't yet exist that we'll have to honor and pay attention to by the time the show comes up. So it's always being willing to kind of to create those categories and keep a really open mind about where's the next place great content's going to be created. Another big part of it, too, is adding in the... Uh, growing and building up this academy and, and generally just kind of bringing along both judge bigger and bigger um, judges, bigger and bigger press to cover it as the whole world of social media kept growing and growing. Well, I imagine this puts, uh, puts you and, and people on the real time Academy of short form arts and sciences um, in an interesting position to spot emerging platforms as you said, um, a number of the platforms that are currently absurdly popular didn't exist uh, when the when when the shorties were founded, and, and you know the next great platform might just be being developed now. Are you seeing any uh, any of the social platforms? Uh, I guess move more rapidly than the others. You know, it's really interesting. One what, what of the ones I've been paying a lot of attention to lately is Snapchat. Uh, you know, it's, of course, is no secret, but they've been making some very interesting moves in terms of really bolstering their uh, stories product and their Discover product. And it was this funny thing that happened with Snapchat where I signed up for it. And I found out that Snapchat was the first social network that I was too old to understand. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up on the web. I'm not all that old, but uh, I grew up on the web. And so when Twitter came out, like Facebook came out while I was in college, Twitter came out and I was on it uh, first thing. And I kind of snickered at people who didn't get it. Then Snapchat comes out and all the younger people in our company uh, who are kid at college or are interns in college are talking about it. So I don't get it. I try downloading it and I can't even understand it because none of my friends are on it. And, you know, try understanding any social platform without having friends on it. Mm -hmm. And it's really tough. So we did this thing at our company, and uh, we're about 25 people. We run across both the Shorty Awards and another product we run called Muckrack. And we called uh, a certain Friday. We declared that Snapchat day. 
and we barred all forms of communication except for Snapchat. So if you wanted to tell a programmer there's a bug on the website, or if you're a sales guy and you need a purchase order, you couldn't email them, Slack them, instant message them, tweet them or call them. You had to send the message over Snapchat. And it was a horribly unproductive day for us, but it was extremely effective at getting us all to understand Snapchat at a visceral level. And now we're all very um, frequent users of Snapchat and we all get it. Well, and so that's the kind of stuff that we do. Oh, sorry? And now you have a database of about, what, three, four 400,000 images generated in that one day? That's right. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's filled us up now. We're running out of space on our phones. Actually, it all disappears, so we saved that problem. <laughs> now, you've obviously been monitoring, you know, over, over the many years now and, and of doing the awards, uh, monitoring a lot of the changes that are going on, not just in the actual technology or things like Snapchat coming up. And, you know, uh, I, I'm... I'm Quite honestly, with you, I don't quite grasp it because I'm a little too old to grasp it. But Twitter, I'm good with. Um, as you're watching this this sort of evolution, what are we seeing as far as people? What's the next thing we're going to see? Not from the necessarily from the technology, because people, of course, drive the technology. What we use drives technology. So, what are we seeing in regards to trends of the way humans are interacting with social, and where do you think it's going? It's an interesting question. You know, I think the tre- I, I think the trends that we're seeing on one hand, a lot more maturity in terms of Facebook, Twitter, kind of the classic platforms where you tweet out or you know message out to everybody. I think what we're seeing now is like a lot more video, a lot kind of deeper storytelling. So Snapchat kind of pioneered that with Snapchat stories where they made it really easy to post photos and videos and tell a narrative with that everybody you know. And then you're seeing um, Twitter with Twitter Moments and now Instagram with one of their latest features really follow that with thinking like, how do you go from it just being about a post to an audience to enabling users to tell a much more cohesive story? So and it we creates actually- a lot of really interesting... Uh, it creates a lot of really interesting opportunities for creators now because it's not it's not just about posting one thing here or there, but you can really um, really make kind of a deeper connection with your audience on a lot of these social media platforms. Now, do you think that this is a evolution of the way we're doing things, or almost a reaction to the fact that the way we were doing it wasn't working. What I mean is, are, are people sort of now wanting to tell this story because, hey, we were trying to use whatever, Facebook or Twitter, mediums for short um, communications, and is there sort of a, an almost rebellion to that sort of way of interacting, or, or a way that we're not, it's not a human way to interact, and we're no longer wanting to interact in that same way. We want to tell these bigger stories, and we want to hear bigger stories. I think it's the, the, the post, the Facebook post, the tweet that kind of wet people's appetites for what's possible with social. So I think that'll always exist. It's kind of a fundamental unit of communication that you want to put out a short announcement to a bunch of people. That's not 
that's not something new, right? It's the same thing as what happened with the telegram, with the Ten Tweets and the Ten Commandments that was carved onto stone. So it's, um, you know, that's always going to be there, and social media has took that to a whole new level. But I, but I do think that it's kind of laid that groundwork now that people have seen that you could do that, and they want more, and they want to figure out, okay, now that I can just kind of get this big audience and make announcements to them, it's trained people to create that content to connect with their audience. And now the question is, like, what's the next thing? So I think this is kind of a natural outgrowth of what what started with the post. And I think that, you know, you're going to really see, I mean, my big feeling is that, you know, the next Steven Spielberg or the next great director in 20 years or maybe even in 10 years, their first, just like a lot of directors now got to start when their parents might have brought home a camcorder that they could have played with. I think, I think that first medium that people use now to, who will then go on to do great cinematic works will be the, the storytelling that they learned using Snapchat stories today to put together a narrative for their friends. Okay. Um, if uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt, I know Dave has a has a wants to ask a follow up, but I've got to take us to break. I'm getting a message from Sue that we're going up to. Can we get you to hang around for a few minutes? Great, I'd love to. Uh, excellent, thanks, um, friends. You're listening to Web Culture on Webmaster Radio I'm going to try to make this transition really fast. It is the 12th of November, 2015. It's Jim Metro Media. Dave, Dave, for being stuck in that marketing, we have on the line with us. Greg Glant, CEO and co-founder of the Shorty Awards. Back up these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. You know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that 
important. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results. Providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world, The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We have, we have on the line Greg Gallant, CEO and co-founder of the Shorty Awards. And um, sorry we had to, to go to break at an ungainly time. Um, it's the tyranny of time. Dave, I know you had a follow-up, so please just jump right back in. I do. Thanks, Jim. Um, what I was wondering, like we were chatting when we were exiting out about the, the sort of different mediums. Now, what does this mean? Like that, um, you know, and I, I had asked the question about are we, are we tired of, of the formats like Twitter? You wisely pointed out, no, it's that each thing has its, its point and, and we can use Twitter, say, to grasp a, a large picture of what's going on around us and then choose the longer form information that we want to grab. What does this do for marketers? Like, what are, what are we supposed to do now? Um, heading in and, and, and how do we deal with that? What, what mediums do we, do we select? Um, and how do we know whether it's here to stay? Well, first, you have to get comfortable with impermanence because who knows what's here to stay, right? And even if a platform and the platforms that are here to stay are only going to stay because they're the ones that change faster. So you look at, you know, Facebook changes all the time, right? So and, and all the time people are getting blown up because whatever strategy they built up on Facebook over the last uh couple you know over the last year doesn't become effective anymore because they change an algorithm so i wouldn't even focus on which one's going to be here to stay but I'd, I'd focus on like how do you experiment rapidly and figure out which is going to work for your brand to reach the audience that you need and on one hand you need to sit around and kind of look at and postulate that oh use pinterest to reach housewives or snapchat to reach teenagers or whatever, you know, whatever you read about each platform. But I think as marketers, a really big opportunity is just experiment. I mean, the great thing about all these platforms, they're free, they're easy to use, 
uh, all of them start out where it's just pure earned. You, you can just use it for free, and then they, they lo- usually add on paid systems, but with most of the paid systems, you can try them out for a couple hundred bucks to get a sense of it. So I think people would be really remiss to wait too long to try on any of these platforms, and particularly if you're not with a huge brand and a huge budget. Because if you're, if you're VP of marketing for Fortune 500, I mean, it still pays to be early, but if you're late and you have a million dollar budget that you're willing to spend, that social network will talk to you and boost you up however you want. But those of us who don't have a million dollar marketing budget, the challenge is how do you find these platforms before they're huge when there's still an opportunity to really get ahead kind of using more guerrilla type tactics and be successful. So I think the, you know, the big message I always have for marketers is just experiment with these platforms and get on them. Don't, don't spend too much time evaluating it since it doesn't take that much time just to try them out. Well, Greg, in the position you're in, you must see a, a number of creative uses of uh, social media pass your way. What was the coolest experiment um, you've seen in the last year, and what platform was it on? It's a good question. Best, um, best experiment. The best, um, well, the best way to find them in search all is just to go to the uh, Shorty Ward website. We have all the case studies of all the winners online there. Um, one really great example I, I came across from last year that, of course, I had no idea about. It was actually by a bank in South Africa where um, the unit of currency in South Africa is a uh, – I mean, I'm based in New York. I had no idea about this. But the unit of currency in South Africa is apparently a rand, mm-hmm. which is like about the value of a dollar, but it's a coin. So they did this web show uh, – to talk about savings called One Rand Man. And the idea was it was, you know, a guy, middle class job where he was making um, he was making a good salary, but he spent all his money every week and didn't realize how he was spending it. So they set up this show where for a week he got all of his money, his whole paycheck in Rand. So they have an armored truck drive up and drop off thousands of Rand coins. And then he goes the whole week only spending the coins and kind of dividing out and seeing on his table how many he used with each. And it was this great idea where in another world or even just a few years ago, that would have had to have just been a TV show. But here the entire thing was done on the web. They distributed it as web video on YouTube and other platforms. They took ideas and analysis from the people watching it over Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all the other platforms like that. And it was just this kind of very creative way where you could tell this kind of whole comprehensive story all using social media without having to resort to kind of television or traditional ways to get a message out. Well, no doubt. And people have used social media to tell stories. And in, in fact, uh, novels have been published on social media. Um, uh, episodic, episodic, uh, I guess you would call them webcasts have been produced on Periscope. Um, do you see an emerging platform for storytelling itself? Just, just pure narrative. For storytelling itself, let's see. There's, um, I'm trying to remember the name now. I know that there's a, a relatively new platform I was just playing around with that's actually for writing uh, fiction primarily. 
And, uh, you know, I think, I think even more interesting than, than platforms that are specifically made for narrative well, is watching how people use existing platforms to add narrative. For sure. And, and, but the reason I'm asking is I'm, I'm from the Seth Godin School of Marketing where everything is narrative. It's all the story you're telling. You know, you're developing a, uh, a relationship of perception with, uh, with your potential customer or client. And again, um, I'm curious about how, as, as you said, it's, it's, it's good watching how, it's interesting watching how marketers are using existing technologies. Um, can you think of any approach that is more effective than others? I think that the good, I mean, I will say that people who I see really doing a narrative the best are ones where the story comes first and then they figure out how to tell it on every platform rather than just thinking, okay, what do I post to Facebook today? What do I post to Twitter today? And you see um, when people do that, it kind of transforms it where there's like a real story to tell and there always has to be a real story to tell. And then from there, it's very easy to have that story flow out to every social platform and what you're saying now, too, is I think uh, Medium has really changed the game okay. for a lot of people where you see so many times now the story kind of somebody uses Medium to kind of tie the story together to give uh, what the big story is in, in terms of the narrative and then use social media to push it out from there and to kind of collect you know smaller pieces of it or to do the... Uh, exchanges, what would have been comments just a few years ago all occurring over social media. One of my favorite examples... Uh, oh, sorry? I don't mean to cut you off, but we're down to our last couple of minutes, and I don't want to close the, close the show off without mentioning Sawhorse. And while well, a social media product that, that Sawhorse has developed itself, Muckrack, uh, leading network to connect with journalists on social media. Um, again, we're, we're down to about two minutes. What's Muckrack all about? Sure. So we built Muckrack as a software tool companies can use to do all kinds of public relations or earn media. We index every tweet and every article written by every journalist out there. So you can search and find journalists by topic, actually pitch them on a story idea so you can get yourself in the press that way and then monitor what's being said about a brand in the news and create reports. And it's a platform that kind of we developed for ourselves first because we we, of course, do a ton of PR for the Shorty Awards and always get lots of journalists there. And now we have uh, thousands of brands using it from Pepsi to Edelman to Weber Shandwick, MasterCard, Chase, et cetera. And uh, it, it's been a ton of fun for us because we've gotten to see, whereas the Shorty Awards, you just see kind of how social media changes everything. Buckrack, we're specifically working on how social media is changing news and how you interact with journalists. Well, that's, um, that, that, that's extremely cool. And it's also uh, two innovations you sort of knocked out of the park. The Shorty Awards, which you, you know, sort of happened and then blew up into, into a very real awards show. And Muckrack, which you, uh, but by the way, that's muckrack.com, which you developed for your own use. And now it's being used by major brands. Greg Gallant, CEO and co-founder of Sawhorse, which you know, and the, the Shorty Awards. Man, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. Thank you for joining us on Webcology. 
Thanks so much for having me on. This has been a blast. Okay, uh, friends, that was Greg Glant, CEO and co-founder of uh, Sawhorse and the uh, the Shorty Awards. Shorty Awards, uh, get your nominations in today, if possible. Um, and just a, a quick uh, note on next week's show, uh, we're not going to be here. I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Dave is going to be conferencing somewhere or another. So I'm afraid we have to offer you a rerun next week, but we will be back the, the week after. Friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 12th of November, 2015. Stick around. We've got great content on the network coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.